Welcome to Pick Me Up Pod. This is the podcast where we are destigmatizing everything and anything menstrual health, from your period to birth control to pregnancy and abortions. I'm your host, Sophie, and I have a period, and I want to talk about it. Welcome, welcome to Pick Me Up Pod, everyone. My name is Sophie. I am your host, as always. I am here today with my wonderful, incredible friend, Jennifer, aka Jenny. I I never call you Jennifer. (laughs) Jenny is a queen of all things herbs. Well, she's a queen of many things, including sailboats, non-sailboats, huge ships. I don't know what they're called. Marine creatures. And uh, she's also the queen of herbs. So I will definitely be asking you a little bit about if there's any herbs that you know of that are good for, that are anti-inflammatory and might be good to have while you're on your period. Jenny and I used to work together full time at a wonderful establishment that we will certainly not name on this podcast. Um, But yeah, that's where we got to know each other probably about a year and a half ago. And I think it's safe to say that we have seen shit shows in all of its beautiful forms, in all the beautiful forms that shit um, (laughs) appear in, (laughs) takes shape into. Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, it's been a good, it's been a good year and a half. Love it when you friends from work, right? (laughs) Yeah, I feel like you're one of the Besides, like, two, maybe, like, two, three other people from work, I'm, like, I will introduce you as my friend first. I'm, like, oh, yeah, like, we used to work together. Like, oh, we're coworkers. There's some people that are, like, you don't breach coworker level. You just really don't. Um, mm-hmm. I would love to start with a question. Where were you? What was going on? What age were you when you got your very first period? Oh, I remember the year. I cannot remember what age I was when I know I was in like I was in seventh grade um when I got my period for the first time and ironically thought so we I grew up figure skating and so we'd travel we'd like drive to all the different competitions that were in all the states near near Tennessee um and I was in the car with my mom and my older sister, um, we were driving back from a competition. So I think it was, I don't know, maybe in like Louisville. So it was a couple hours away. It wasn't too far. Um, we had stopped to get lunch at, I don't know, maybe like Texas Roadhouse or something. Like some kind of, yeah, <laughs> some kind of um, restaurant. And I, after a competition, I always... Like, when we're out on the road, like, we always get to eat special food. Like, my mom's such a health nut. But whenever we were out, it was, like, a special occasion. And I I think I had gotten, like, fried chicken or, like, fried tater tots. I don't know. I got, like, a shitload of fried food, which absolutely destroys my stomach. So I had inhaled it all and was like feeling giddy and then kind of in like a post-food coma in the back of this car and my stomach started to hurt and I was like oh god like I'm in so much pain 
Like, it's really, really bad. And my mom, of course, has zero sympathy. She's like, well, that's what you get for ordering all the fried food, right? And I'm in pain for hours, right? I mean, like, until we get home. And I run upstairs, go to the bathroom, and I go, oh. Um, And I just remember, like, calling out, like, mom? (laughs) Um, something happened and she just goes, oh, well, that explains it. Like it was nothing. (laughs) I love when your mom is trying to teach you a lesson about healthy eating. And then she's like, instead, this thing was happening and I had no idea. And I don't remember too much my sister's reaction. But yeah, that was, and it was such a, and I will always remember that because I was like, I'll never eat fried food again for like, you know, the last hour or two hours home. Um, But it was not that. I had just gotten my period and was just like bleeding and had no idea and couldn't check until I got home. And uh, yeah, it was, it was interesting because my, I grew up mostly in an all-female household, so that was not, like, a new concept to me. You know, my my older sister obviously had gotten her period prior, and, you know, it wasn't something that I had ever talked to her about, but it also wasn't something that I didn't know anything about. So I didn't, like, freak out and panic, like, oh, my God, I'm bleeding, I'm dying. I was like, oh, I know what this is. And that makes sense why why I was in pain. So that that was uh, that was the first time. It was uh, I love that. I feel like you got incredibly lucky because it happened on the way back from your competition. Oh my gosh, that would have been a nightmare. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I would have done because I mean, like you obviously on your first time, like yeah. you don't know it's coming, right? Yeah. And you do bleed everywhere like through everything I'm so surprised that like I didn't know while I was sitting there but like I mean I mean immediately when I got home and went to the bathroom I mean it was everywhere so there was no there was no denying that that was what had happened yeah I feel like also I think or I for instance just the way that you described it, I think I take for granted the fact that when I got my period, I had this moment of like, oh, I know what this is. And I think that in, of a, in and of itself is super empowering, right? I mean, it says to me that like, you either had your mom who probably told you about your period or you had some form mm-hmm. of sex ed. I have a couple of friends who've told me that when they got their period, they actually had no idea what it was. And they were super worried that they had like... a Elfish, yeah. you know like if it's you super just leading see like, that super much worried. blood i would say <laughs> like when in every other case oh my god seeing yeah. blood come out of you was not good like they're right but like that's actually so true it's actually the only time when there's like blood coming out of you that it's like thank god i'm not pregnant yeah. or like hey like i'm healthy i'm, I'm having pain and i'm bloody blood. Thank goodness, right? 
Yeah. I've never thought about it that way. That's so true. Do you, and and did you have a super painful period? I mean, it sounds like you're like literally said, I'm never eating fried food again. So that must have meant that it was pretty painful. And that was the very first time you got your period. Did it, was it just the initial onset that was super painful or did you continue to have a super That initial onset throughout that first time? was the most painful part of it, I would say. And that stands pretty consistently true, just looking at the periods that I've had throughout my life, that when it first arrives and I first start to bleed is when I hurt the most. And then it kind of goes away. I mean, you know, there's like the bloating and all the other symptoms that can come with having a period if you if you have those types of symptoms. But anytime where I'm actively like bleeding, I'm also actively in pain cramping. So. Wow. I, so for me, it's like when I first start bleeding, I don't really feel anything. But then it like always comes more, not at the tail end, but I would say like day two, like when I start actually like bleeding a lot, like the initial onset, like the first day, I'm like, I'm barely even bleeding. I can just like, it's just like a little blood and it doesn't hurt that much. Everyone has such different experiences. And were you, were, or actually I want to ask a little bit about, because your sister is only a year older. No, no, no. She's two years older than you, right? Two years. And okay. So she probably got her period before. Um, cause it's funny. Cause I, I had sort of, I think everyone had this a little bit when they were growing up, there's almost like a little bit of a rivalry between girls, like who no, gets that period so- first, or at least I felt this way and it would have been, yeah, it would have been kind of funny or like such a weird dynamic if like you got your period, like before your sister and yeah. then it's like, but you're the younger sister. Um, did you see your sister ever like? Did she have like pads or tampons or anything lying like that around? And you were like, yeah, I think um, it's, you know, I don't recall the day where I like stepped into our bathroom and went, oh, like these are here. Um, But, you know, it was none of these topics were gauche for us to talk about in our household. Like it was very open. We would talk about anything and everything my mom made sure that we talked a lot about it and because it was just women in the house it was really easy to do I don't remember the day when I like I and I don't think I've even ever really asked her about it because I think it can be a really personal thing I mean we talk about periods and stuff all the time now but I've never talked to her about like when she got it I do know she got hers I believe also in like seventh grade um and she yeah. was the one because she was two years older. She got all of like the informational books on things that maybe my mom bought if she wanted to give us more information on stuff. You know, a book about changes in our bodies as women and included in that would be periods. And I remember, I do remember that the day that I did get my period. Uh, I think Lindy took the book, that book, and like walked it over to your room and she goes this is for you <laughs> wait that's actually so cute that um, seems like yeah, a very tender sister moment uh, freaking out because i was bleeding <laughs> i feel like growing up in a household with all women is something or like all women are sisters is something that i is so foreign to me i grew up with three brothers so that was like not something i experienced at all 
But I remember I had this friend growing up and it was just her mom and her sister. And they would like, they were also like very like free spirited. And like they would just like walk around like naked, like very chill. And like, oh, this seems so nice. Like I just like felt like the energy when I went to her house. And like obviously they would like fight and like beat the shit out of each other sometimes. Like in the same way that my brother and I would, right? And like scream at each other. But there was something so free about like being in that house that like I was not used to at all and I mean like not to say that I'd like pull myself like back in front of my brothers just because they're like boys not at all like I'll walk around wearing whatever too I'm just like or I'll, I'll like walk into a room and yeah. be like I'm naked don't look like I don't give a fuck <laughs> and they're like Sophie come on I'm, like, I'm sorry like I don't care like I'm sorry I'm like I'm not putting on a pair yeah. of pants well, just to come that's so funny I think it's just you know um, it lends itself to openness to discuss things. And also, I mean, just like you said, right? Like I never had to worry about walking out of my room naked and accidentally stumbling on like an older brother or a sibling or a cousin. But that was not a thing, you know? And so, and we live in a, you know, like decently small house. So all you know we all three of our bedrooms are upstairs and we're like literally right next to each other um and my sister and I shared a bathroom and we were two steps from my mom's room and her bathroom so you know that was it was just all out in the open like, there's no secret there's no secrets it's hard yeah it's hard to keep secrets yeah. like when you're so close to your siblings um you said you talked a lot about your your mom really encouraged talking about um, you know, things. And that was one of her values in raising you guys. Was it really mostly about health stuff or was it also a space where you could talk I about relationships and sex as well? As we've gotten older, that's definitely become the case. It was definitely when we were younger, more about like the big milestones that you go through, I would say in childhood and like going through puberty. i they centered mostly around that but it wasn't until my sister and I were older that we really had discussions about like relationships and sex with my mom um I think she was a little bit more reserved in that regard uh which is so interesting like my sister is definitely more reserved on that front inherently probably because of that than I was I was like the rebellious younger child um like running around yeah <laughs> constantly I know you are Jenny but uh yeah I think as it wasn't really until we went into college that that became a topic that we did openly discuss with her which is interesting like she she opened that space for us but also wow. we were still her yeah. kids and she didn't want to go that far over the line you know yeah I feel like it's kind of, it's an interesting space to be as a parent right because you obviously want to instill your children with the knowledge and information to both like be free mm -hmm. and like, explore but also like be safe um and at the same time you also don't want to recognize the fact that perhaps your child is growing up and it kind of like confronts you with this reality of like, oh my God, like not only like is my child an adult, it means that I am now an old person 
And it also means that they are able to go out into the world and do all of these adult things. And like those adult things yeah. have real repercussions. And whether that's like, whether it's heartbreak, whether it's an abortion, whether it's pregnancy, whether it's actually having a child, whether it's any of those things, like sex can have repercussions. Like if you oh, don't, yeah, or even if you do practice it safely. Um, that was, yeah, it was like not talked about in my house at all. So I was maybe wondering if like growing up in like a more of like a female focused house had yeah. like, some impact on it. And I think it sounds like uh-huh. it did. Um, so one of the things that we've talked about, I'm so curious about it also, I think I probably asked you this ages ago, or you told me about it. Um, I remember I was so envious of you because you told me that you don't get periods at all on your IUD. And I was like, I've gotten my period pain more under control now because I'm like trying a couple of different things with diet, but it really, really helps. Um, But like a year ago, I think maybe when we were first having this discussion, I was like, every time that I had my period, I like wouldn't come into work. And I'm like, I don't even want to explain this. I'm just like, hey, I don't feel good. I'm not coming into work today. And like, I like taunted, like explain that to like, right, our former male bosses. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, it's just like, I, like, I, I would, but it's just like, hey, like, I just, yeah. And you were telling me that you don't get any periods at all. And I was like, oh my God, like, I can't even imagine how good my life would be if I didn't have to deal with that. So I'd love to hear like what, what the initial reason was for you um yeah. trying out the IUD and your whole experience with that. Yeah, it, it was like, like um, you a really bit of a like journey it. actually. So I am somebody who naturally has pretty heavy and pretty painful periods. And when I was in, you know, like late middle school, early high school, um I was a competitive figure skater as I said, so I was exercising a lot like crazy and then having um these periods that were super heavy super painful I mean like laying on the ground crying with a heating pad until I basically passed out pain and my periods were never and still aren't super regular um so it it didn't come every month it was just whenever the fuck it felt like showing up and then it was debilitating and I think I probably missed school a couple times because of it because the pain was so bad and that's actually what led me to get on a birth control to start with and I I think I went on the pill starting I want to say like high school and it was like to regulate that because my I was having such such mm. bad period pain. And like there are obviously some tips and tricks that you can do to help that. You know, like heating pads are always super good and hydrating. And I find that like if I take Advil uh, before they get really bad, then it helps curb them. But that was like the main thing for me getting on it. And so I I really liked the pill and I was on it for years actually. And honestly, the only reason why I stopped taking it was, well, one, for a stint. Here's the thing though about pills. Like 
you can go to the doctor and have them prescribed to you. Um, and then you can go and get it refilled and it's a different type of pill. And you, the only reason you know is because it, it's a different shape. And they're like, oh yeah, we're just changing you to this other generic one because we didn't have it or whatever it is. And that pill could be a totally different mix of things and completely have a different reaction on your body. So I oh was on I was on one that worked oh and then scary. like they refilled it with a different one. And then I for about three months straight consistently had yeast infections. And and this was when I was 16, so at a car. And so I would have to like go to the store and like get the stuff to like fix the yeast infection. And then I'd get one like three days later. And yeah. And oh God, the only sucks. thing that had changed in my life was that I had, they had just given me this other pill instead. Uh, so that piled on top of, I just really hated the idea of having to take something every single day at the same time every day. Like there's so many restrictions around how effective the pill can be and you have to follow it exactly otherwise it's not as effective as it says it is so that's actually what led me when i was 19 i believe um my best friend and i were both talking about this and saying how we wanted to get on a different type of birth control and so like we both made appointments at the clinic and we went in and yeah and sat down with I a doctor love. and like talked through options so i had done some research i went in knowing i absolutely didn't want to be on the pill anymore because i didn't want to take something every single day and i was pretty sure i wanted the iud i knew what i had what i was going to get had to be hormonal to help with my really bad period pains and i had spoken with some other women who really liked the iud and who had said that they had stopped just totally stop getting periods on their IUD. And that was a, that's a pretty common side effect of the IUD. And to me, that was everything. I was like, I don't have kidneys at all. I don't, I don't. Yeah. And it'll last years and I don't have to do anything. I don't have to think about it. You know, I've all of those were such huge selling points, but I went in and talked to the doctor. We ended up deciding that either the IUD or the arm implant was going to be the best option for me. But, uh, then what it came down to was the IUD will either regulate your periods or get rid of them. And the arm implant, while hormonal, won't do that. So like you could, it does not, it won't regulate your periods. So you could just bleed randomly whenever. And then the way that they fix the regulation of that is by giving you the pill. So yeah, so wait. What? This was part of the reason why I ended up going with the IUD because, you know, I went, look, I don't want to, I don't want to bleed randomly for no reason. I already have really irregular periods. So that wasn't a thing that I wanted. And uh, they said, oh yeah, mm -hmm. we just like, we'll prescribe the, the pill to help with that if it becomes an issue. And I was like, this whole, the whole point of this is to get off with <laughs> Like, it's so crazy to me <laughs> that that's the only solution. So that's how I ended up with the IUD. And mm -hmm. I feel like people have such different reactions to, like, a the actual insertion of it and how painful it was for people. Um, 
I kind of like clenched my fists and squeezed my eyes tight and they have like juice on standby. Some people pass out when they get it. Um, and then they give you just like a shitload of Advil. Like doctors will just give you a shitload of Advil <laughs> and they'll, they'll over prescribe it. They'll just be like, take six or something like it's so they'll or they'll be like 600 milligrams you'll be fine that's a shit ton but like did it hurt did it hurt a lot for me it felt like one of my really bad period cramps and it lasted for like 24 to 40 hours like kind of ebbed and flowed but it felt like i was having a really heavy period like uh, like I normally would so um for me it wasn't that bad but I have friends and acquaintances who like puked or thought they were going to pass out and like had to sit there and like drink the juice and wait before they could leave um so I did not have that experience and yeah so it ended up being actually quite a good one the nice thing about the IUD is they they like measure inside to see which one you can fit. So they, at, this was at the time too. So this was a while ago. Um, gosh, maybe 2017 or something, 2018. And the options were like yeah. the three-year IUD or the five-year IUD. And I, they like measured yeah. and they were like, oh yeah, you can fit the five-year. And I was like, put that bitch in. I mean, <laughs> and I was like, I'm not getting pregnant in the next five years. Hell no. So, ironically, I'm actually now coming up on my five years. I think it's like it literally the card that they gave me was like April 2023. So, um, it's coming yeah. up, it's gonna have to come out. <laughs> but, oh my gosh. Oh my god. And I mean, I'm so happy that you had such a good experience with that. Um, it seems like you, of of all the people that I talked to about this stuff, like you're one of the few people that had a very positive, it seems like, experience with going into the doctor saying like, hey, like, this is like what I'm looking for. I have really painful periods. I'm looking for something t- to regulate it. And you got that and it's been working for you. So like that honestly is... Yeah the story that I really needed to hear because <laughs> I hear way too many horror stories. Do you think you're going to get the yeah, same Yeah, well, one? here's like, the thing. Like, like not, I right? think I need or... another session with the doctors to talk through that. I think there, there's been so many advancements. Yeah. Uh, now they say that even if you have the three or the five-year one, they last so much longer than that. So there's actually a lot of material on that and they have more options for birth control and period control um, than they used to in the past. So truthfully, I think I need to do some research because, uh, you know, it's coming up and I really liked the IUD and it really worked for me. But, you know, it's tough knowing that there's something in your body, in a part of your body that is incredibly sensitive. Mm -hmm. And... uh, yeah, that can be a pretty hard pill to swallow, I think, for some people. And I mean, even for myself. So I'm not opposed to looking into other things. I think I'm definitely going to do some research. I, I will jump right back into the five-year IUD. Um, 
there are definitely some other options that are less invasive. So. Really? I haven't, I haven't looked into any, like, um, kind of like. So, um, do you know what's I on the market? I think the one that's probably the most popular is the arm implant. And I don't know if they've gotten better about actual, like, period regulation. I mean, again, this was five years ago. But, um, um, you know, I what I do like about the arm implant is that if it isn't working for you, it's taking out of your arm, you know, and that is a lot less painful than having something like shoved up your cervix. <laughs> so, you know, maybe <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all shoved all the way up there. And, you know, I think that's a big one for people. So, um, right, right. I mean, I mean and think about it, right? What, what goes in there has to come out. So like there's nowhere else, there's nowhere for it to go. Um, yeah. So that's going to have to come out. And that I know is going to be painful, which is why it's nice that they last five years. Because, I mean, you think about it, there's lots of tissue that grows and it's holding it in place, right? So when you take it out, like you have to tear that. And I've heard from a lot of people that actually, um, where it's not even taking it out, but like putting a new one in can be really painful. Um, All of, I'm not oh, the no expert way. on this, but this is just. I feel like we should give anesthesia for that. I've honestly read a bunch of articles recently where mm-hmm. people are, I mean, we already know that doctors don't take yeah. women's pain seriously. And I read this opinion piece recently with where they were talking about the fact that women should actually be put, like humanely should be put under for this procedure. Like yeah. it's like nearly. I mean, it's, it's like a, a painful one, procedure, right? Like incredibly painful. I'm actually I would need to be put under. I mean, I am like, I, you know, I'm a we- team weenie hut junior ever. Like, like that's. I'm like, no, nah, I can't. Like, I would, pa- I would pass out if someone brought. Mm-hmm. If someone like started going, pass out, I'm passing out. Like, you are strong. You, I, um, you are stronger than me. I, I mean, I would. Well, I mean, and that's just one part of it, right? Yeah. So they have to like go in with their tools and open up your cervix, right? Already, they have to measure it. I mean, and doctors do that all the time. Like, if you're going. Being a gynecologist, which everybody should do, um, but yeah, you're like open, you're vulnerable, you can like feel it, but it's such a weird feeling. Like you, like you have nerves there. <laughs> so like, you, I mean, I guess ask anyone like, that's yeah, given birth what's going on. I, except I like, it know. can be really painful, and then they're like, you know, right? First, they're measuring you. I don't. I mean, like, give me the epidural. Well, um, give me the epidural. Of mixed feelings, I think, because of that, and the epidural. Also, the fear of, like, when you do have something physically down there in you, like, what kind of damage can that do? Actually having, like, a... Yeah. I'm really not trying to, like, I'm not trying to, like, instill any kind of, like, No, I mean, like, well, it's an or, interesting like, bad vibes for your IUD. Nundrum, because as somebody who's had, like, a really great experience with the IUD, there's also so many cons, which is the case with any kind of like birth control. Yeah. Um, not to trying to scare anybody away from it. I've loved it. I've had it in for five years. Um, I've gone pregnant. It's a good thing. Um, (laughs) and did you have any, can I, can I ask you if you got any, um, a lot of people I've talked to had really severe mood changes on it. Yeah. So, um, not so much. I, 
don't it's it's so hard because like i got mine put in when i was younger like i mean it's been five years now it's really hard to think of Mm. what my moods and my mood swings were like on my period prior to this um i just think you don't pay that much attention to it when you're in high school and so i can only speak to what my mood swings have been like on it so i do have a hormonal one uh and i absolutely do get mood swings i they don't make me like a particular like put me in a particular mood except that i do find that i'm way more moody or emotional the week before my period starts like always and when it starts i go oh yeah that whole last week makes a lot more sense <laughs> you know it- oh, oh yeah i, no, I feel that i yeah i mean more in the sense of like did you yeah so I guess you didn't necessarily feel like a mood. I don't, I don't necessarily mean mood like swings, but more like a mood like shift. Like I know a yeah. lot of people that have gone, have started taking IUDs or any kind of hormonal birth control and have had to like come off of it because they got severely depressed. Like one of those people also being me, like I, I cannot handle it. I get super, super depressed in a way that doesn't balance out. Um, did you notice any of that when you went on? Or you yeah, were just like... I mean- a lot of people don't. Yeah, that it was just, never an issue so differently. for me. Um, and it also wasn't an issue when I was in high school on the pill, so, which was also like pretty heavily hormonal just because of my really bad period. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't recall that ever happening to me on the pill. And it, I don't think it happened. It has happened to me on the IUD as well. I mean, I've had it for a long time. And... You know, when you do get something like that, your doctors are pretty on top of making, like, telling you to get back in contact with them if you're having issues, right? The first... Yeah. I feel like you have good doctors. You know doctors. what's funny is like, that you have had my, good doctors. So in high school, I, I've actually had, like, quite a roller coaster with this because my first experience was an all-women's clinic in uh tennessee in just south of nashville and i the first time that i went i walked in and you're thinking oh it's all women this is gonna be great um and i hated it and i i knew it was not a place for me because i lied to the doctor or the nurse like oh no about what like what made you feel like i remember it's this nurse who was she was even that old she was like pretty young and you know and you could just like i could feel the judgment and i hadn't even gotten to the worst stuff yet and that is such a and like when you go to the like when you're going to see a gynecologist like you're super vulnerable especially if you're in high school or if you're in your teenage years like as a 16, 17 year old, like maybe you are sexually active and you have like you that's a place where you have to talk about that and you have to be open with it. Oh, have you had sex without a condom? Ooh, uh, no, actually, yeah. And I'm terrified about it. And but I'm lying to you about it because I don't feel comfortable. Right. And so, yes. 
this happens so frequently. And you're it's so, so they're giving you it's the tools, so but it still might not be the best fit. So I actually went to that clinic once and then I left and I said, I can't go there. I lied to the nurse up, you know, about whatever it was. And um I actually ended up going to an OBGYN and seeing a male doctor who actually really, really loved. He delivered a ton of babies. So like his whole office was just like a bunch of baby photos like all over it. And um, yeah, and I went in going, okay, based off that last experience, like I cannot lie. So I'm just going to say everything and see how I feel about it and how he feels about it. And I think what I liked so much about having a male doctor is that he wasn't having the woman's experience and so when i said things so i think it's nice when you can talk to other women about like the stupid things that you've done or like maybe things that you think have been a mistake like oh yeah i had sex with that person and i wasn't super safe about it and going into a room with an older woman that you don't know and saying that to them i in my for me i walked in and all i could like feel from that situation was her going oh well i wouldn't have done that or oh i've never done that because i'm a woman and i know to be safe right because i'm smart and which you know probably was not true but i was young and i was terrified because i'd never been to an obgym before but when I went in and spoke to this male doctor, um, he had never been in that position before. Like, he had never been the girl who had sex with the guy and didn't wear a condom or something or, like, whatever it was. And that, to me, what it meant was that yeah. I could say all of these things and be like, this is how I feel about it. And this is how this is what happened to me. And you don't know what that experience is. So I, it almost felt safer because I knew that they that he couldn't go, oh, yeah, I've been in that situation, but I made a different choice because. I'm- <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Oh, couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. I thought I really, really understand that. And I think also I can understand that kind of like mm-hmm. vibe that you get from people, too. It's like you. And it's not necessarily in something that they say, but sometimes it's like, it doesn't feel safe to share something because, and it always doesn't feel safe to share something Mm -hmm. because you anticipate judgment, right? Like if you, I mean, it's the same thing. Like there's certain friends that I wouldn't tell certain stuff to because like, I know that they're going to judge me because like, that's not really like a safe space to share those things. And there's other friends like you, I can come to, I'm like, yo, I did this or this happened. And, like, you're not going to judge me because it's, like, those, like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people, like, on, like, high horses like that. It's just, like, what are you? What are you doing? But also, like, I feel like you probably get, like, a vibe off of that OBGYN. Like, if you had come into, like, a very warm and welcome space, I feel like you wouldn't have felt that way. (laughs) Like, I feel like you have very good intuition, Jenny. Like, I feel like you, you, like, and I I will say I've had a have always gone to female OBGYNs except for one time it was an emergency appointment mm-hmm. and my mom took me because my mom um 
had gone to see him before and he has a practice with another woman and the woman couldn't make the appointment um and she was like sophie i usually only go to women but this guy's really good and i went and he was awesome um he was really great um i don't live in dallas anymore but otherwise i probably would have seen him again um but i also one final thing i wanted to ask too because you mentioned that you had pretty much from the get-go, super, super painful periods. Um, I've been doing tons of research into all kinds of, like, afflictions that have, like, hormonal causes, Uh, one being PCOS and the other being endometriosis. And (laughs) I've been watching so many TED Talks, Jenny. But one of the things that keeps on coming across my screen is the fact that having a a period that is incredibly painful like isn't normal and i think the pain that we just accept is normalized yeah. by society and by doctors and i think there's a lot of underlying causes and reasons for that like i've started shifting like my diet and some other things in my life and that has shifted the experience of my actual period like there's definitely yeah. like and we i don't know exactly what that is um but I'm curious to know whether you're, if you know, maybe you don't, but if your mom and your sister have had painful experiences like that too, or yeah, if it's I, in the family, if you know. don't remember my sister ever having painful periods. Like I had painful periods. I mean, there were definitely times where she was like, oh, I'm cramping. I want to use the heating pad, but it was, and of course, like our, our cycles synced up. So then we were both having periods same time right like two emotional teenagers um chaos but uh mine were extra extra painful and yeah that was i was told that was normal for so long and there's i feel like there's a lot more research into it now than there was at the time i mean obviously right like women are not more about it we know a lot yeah. more about it, but also there's so much about the women's body, the woman's body that we don't know. Like a crazy amount that has never been researched and never been looked into. And like, we're just told, no, you just need to take some Advil. Like, you take Advil or... Yeah, even the fact that most clinical... Yeah, even the fact that most clinical trials up until the 1950s mm-hmm. only had men. Did you that know is- Up until the 1950s, they would not let women participate in clinical trials. So every single drug that has come Unreal. out has only been tested by men. Like, there's so much going on with Unreal. our bodies. I mean, it's, it's crazy. And there's so much. You know, I've been trying to learn a bit more about, like, our cycles and our cycles and hormones and moods are obviously like all related and are on a totally different timeline and rhythm than the male's body like completely objectively so different completely different i mean yeah even the fact that we like the male, the male body has a hormone cycle that runs on a daily basis. That's why, like working, like 
the nine to five is literally built around the male hormone cycle versus women. Like I have so much energy at the, at like the beginning of my menstrual cycle. And then towards the end, like right now, like I don't want to be working for 10 hours a day. Like but I can work yeah. 12 hours a day at the beginning of my period. Just, it's not a world that's designed yeah, for it's, it's half of its, it's population. That's, you know, but, basically yeah. a month and has, so many different levels to it and yeah there's a there are weeks where I you know most of the time I'm like go 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 I have all this energy and then like when I'm on my period it's always pretty hit or miss how energetic I'm feeling like oh if I'm if I'm really bloated and crampy then I don't want to do anything but um my period actually started like a couple days ago and I yeah, day one, I was like, I'm cramping. But then like, day two, day three, I like woke up, went to the gym, was feeling good, wasn't bloated. I was like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm just gonna, I'm gonna roll with it, right? And then, but I was saying to you, I had texted you actually, I think the day before I got it and was like, I don't know what's going on. I feel so unmotivated. Like I haven't, I haven't gotten anything done. And then the this. next day I texted you and I was like, so my period started. And that tracks with like all of the complaining that I was doing the day before about how I sat on my ass the day before that and felt like shit about it. When really it was just my body going, no, it's, this is what it needs. <laughs> slow, slow down. Slow the fuck yeah. down. Just the, the whole, yeah. The whole yeah. listening to your body is absolutely so real. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. And um, yeah, I'm excited to actually hear from you about all the different new birth controls that are on the market. I'm sure you're going to be doing like some research in the up and coming months.